Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. And let's, let's go right to the headlines today as we take a look at a current topic for businesses here in Illinois. Hi, everyone. This is Jim Mitchell, and uh, pleased to have you back um, to Chicago's Legal Latte for uh, another legal discussion. And for today's conversation, I welcome a longtime contributor to our podcasts, Lavelle Law shareholder Matthew Sheehan. Uh, Matt has been has been talking recently to restaurant owners around the area uh, regarding the directive from Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker to close restaurants or at least indoor dining at those restaurants and bars. Uh, we're going to talk about that today. So first of all, uh, Matt, I know you're busy. Thanks for taking the time to be here today. Yeah, it's a great pleasure, Jim. Um, before we start discussing this, I, you know, there, there's a lot of things that fly around in the newspapers and news. Uh, let's let's make sure we know exactly what occurred. So can you can you tell us what the specifics of the action were that Governor Pritzker took recently? Sure. And, um, I mean, if you go back to when the pandemic started and the lockdown was in effect, there were some uh, orders issued by the governor, um, you know, requiring businesses to lock down. Some essential businesses were able to stay open in certain circumstances. Um, but there was, you know, orders for restaurants to, to shut down and indoor dining. Uh, there wasn't a ton of litigation about it at the time because it was April and May and the weather was breaking. And once outdoor dining was allowed, um, I think restaurants just looked to maximize their ability to stay open with outdoor dining and accommodate uh, everybody's you know, kind of wish to eat outside. Um, although there was some limited in, in indoor dining at the time as the positivity rate dropped, but, now, um, with the positivity rate climbing really across the country and certainly here in Illinois, uh, the governor has taken steps to, again, uh, prohibit indoor dining at, at most of the counties in Illinois. It's a hit. I believe it's 8%. I may have that wrong, but uh, it's around there. And if they're over that mm-hmm. rate, which certainly most of the counties are, and there's no indoor dining allowed whatsoever, even not even 25% or 10%, it's just none. Um, And he's doing that under the Illinois Emergency Management Agency Act. Um, That's where his authority to issue executive orders orders comes from, limiting the operation of restaurants during the pandemic. Um, However, the act itself limits the exercise of emergency powers to 30 days after the governor has issued a disaster proclamation. Obviously, in this case, with the COVID crisis um, continuing, uh, Governor Pritzker has continuously issued new proclamations, which extend the time span span of his emergency powers. And so far, with the various orders entered under different degrees, he's he's issued about 250 days of uh, emergency orders. Um, It's interesting for a lawyer because the act itself is silent as to whether the governor can extend his emergency powers indefinitely. Uh, and obviously the governor's actions have met numerous legal challenges as well as criticism from private citizens and, and currently restaurant owners. 
when, when he exercises this authority, um, and, and the instruction is, you know, no indoor dining, um, are, are there ramifications that go along with that? I mean, is, is there um, is there some sort of teeth behind that, or or does he just make that declaration and anticipate that you follow it because it's it's been enacted under this um, this action there or this ability that he has? Yeah, and I think um, there's kind of two or three tacks, I guess, restaurants are taking right now. Some restaurants are just defying the order and, and staying open. Uh, and trying to uh, allow patrons to come in uh, remains to be seen what the state will do to restaurants like that uh, once they investigate um, whether that restaurant's open in violation of the order. There's a few things the state could probably try to do. Uh, There is always the threat of pulling the liquor license. Um, And I do believe uh, there's been the certain county sheriff's offices has visited certain restaurants mm-hmm. and while not citing not citing those restaurants while they're kind of doing their investigation my understanding is they are preparing reports to send to the Illinois Department of Health uh, if the Department of Health takes a look at the report and finds a violation they can then through their mechanisms uh, move to close the restaurant uh, also pulling the um, liquor license obviously is a big um, step uh, but that has been threatened i don't i don't believe it has been taken through and one of the interesting things about that that we've been talking to restaurant owners about if 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 there is a liquor license revocation based on staying open and you're able to mount a successful legal challenge you might have what we call a section 1983 claim a federal claim for a wrongful taking Um, that has not been instituted because it really hasn't gotten to that point um, I know that the governor had put mechanisms in there where he can cite uh, restaurant owners for misdemeanors, literally a criminal offense. I think they're very hesitant to do that. I don't think it would be mm-hmm. met with uh, very, uh, it wouldn't be met very well by the public at large and by the restaurant association. Uh, so I think they're going to try to do more administrative type of uh, penalties, whether it be you know fines uh, or the Department of Health really coming in locking the doors uh, through one of their mechanisms. Um, but I, it'd be interesting to see what would happen if they, if one of the, you know, ways they tried to enforce it is to pull a restaurant's liquor license um, and uh, what the restaurant could do afterwards in order to try to address the loss of revenue. But, you know, that's just going well, open. Let's... There's certain areas in certain towns that have said they're not going to enforce the law. So uh, you've got municipalities kind of disagreeing with the state, and that presents an interesting conflict, obviously. So, it, and you mentioned some of these restaurant owners who just defied the order, you know, outright. Um, you know, from your point of view, you've, you've talked to restaurant owners and, and worked with them. I mean, is that a recommended course of action? Is there something better they can do to give themselves an opportunity to stay open, or is that really their only recourse? Yeah, I mean, I, I, as a lawyer, I would I would say that, you know, the governor's order is the law of the land until, you know, the Supreme Court um, strikes it down if it's uh, not constitutional or, or an overextension of uh, the powers granted to the governor. Um, but for now, it's, you know, it is an executive order from the duly elected governor, and, and this is what he's doing. 
to a certain degree, um, I would tell any restaurant owner, if you really wanted to be in compliance with the law, you could file a lawsuit to challenge the governor's order. And that has been done in many counties already. I mean, this, you know, it's, it's amazing within the last week to 10 days how many lawsuits were filed. Uh, we certainly talked a lot of them, and we've been tracking them. Um, for example, there has been TROs and preliminary injunction actions filed on you know, restaurants as, as, many, as little as one restaurant to as many as 30 restaurants banding together. Obviously, the restaurant's uh, claim for relief is very similar, so, so they can band together um, uh, for purposes of a lawsuit. But my understanding as we sit here today on November 3rd, and again, honestly, there could have been some decisions that come out, came out today and yesterday that I didn't uh, review. But uh, as of Monday, I was looking around, and it, it appeared that efforts to have a TRO, basically to have a judge say, uh, I, I'm going to allow the restaurant to stay open in, in a legal position that is defensible because you have a court order, uh, that mm-hmm. the only successful ones that I've heard have occurred in King County uh, in, in Geneva and another one in Clay County. Uh, but other similar efforts have failed, in, uh, meaning that the state, uh, the, the court has agreed with the governor's position, with the state's position, uh, and those have come out in DuPage County, McHenry County, and there's been one in Cook County as well, which obviously affects uh, the greatest amount of restaurants. So um, in those cases, I believe the judges are looking at the executive order and they're trying to balance the, the, the harm to the private interest of the restaurant owner to uh, balance the harm to the public. And obviously uh, the state has pretty good argument in the sense that the COVID rates are spiking uh, this is a new emergency that requires this drastic remedy of, of closing restaurants. And in those cases, at least in you know McHenry and Cook County and DuPage, the court is, is saying that that risk to the public at large outweighs any risk and harm to the private restaurant owner. And I'm, I'm going to ask you a question here. Sure, to... Very interesting because they, they have a TRO in King County. But eventually, and probably in fairly short fashion, they'll have to go to an evidentiary hearing with live witnesses uh, to try and get a preliminary injunction, which is more um, mm-hmm. in a longer duration. So that remains to be seen what happens. Uh, that judge very well may change his mind if the state puts on witnesses uh, that convince him that this, uh, the, the risk of people going to a restaurant and, uh, that causes uh, the COVID spread is real and it's rising that judge may look at it differently after hearing from those uh, types of uh, experts in the field. Yeah, and you, you read my mind there a little bit. I want to I want to follow up with you on that. We're, we're talking with Matthew Sheehan, who's a shareholder at Lavelle Law, and he's been talking to restaurant and bar owners uh, throughout the area in response to Governor J.B. Pritzker's action recently to restrict indoor dining in restaurants due to COVID uh, and, the, and the pandemic that we're facing right now. And um, kind of getting a quick update on what's what's currently happening. And, and you mentioned the temporary restraining order, the TRO, Matt. So even in those cases where they've been successful, let's, let's just define that. that. That simply says, okay, for now you can stay open, but technically you have to come back and, and prove a case. Is that, is that right? So really it's not a, a long-term victory. It's, it's uh, momentary until you can show me a good reason to make it permanent. Correct. The TRO is literally, as the title suggests, temporary. It's a temporary restraining order. Uh, and by, uh, under the Illinois Code, there should be an evidentiary within evidentiary hearing within 10 days to, in order to see if that TRO should stay in place and be turned into what's called a preliminary injunction. 
the parties in the court can agree to take a little bit longer or someone can ask for more time. There may need to be some discovery expedited uh, to be completed before an evidentiary hearing. But um, whoever uh, has that TRO is going to have to go to the next step in order to keep it in place uh, for a longer duration. Absolutely. And, and, and I'm sure the state, yeah, what, and, the state is pursuing that actively. Yeah, what, what advice would you have there for someone who's got about two minutes left? I'm sure it's probably a long answer. But, you know, if, if a restaurant or a group of restaurants want to band together and, and really pursue this and, and, uh, and, and take on a significant legal challenge, uh, I assume is the burden on them to prove that they're being hurt? Is it the burden on the state to prove that it's a risk? I mean, what, what would someone have yes. to prepare to feel like they've got a good case? Yeah, a TRO is, is an extraordinary remedy, so the burden is on the plaintiff that filed it. So the restaurant's got to show, make a showing that they'd be likely to succeed on the merits. There's various um, things you have to prove in order to get it. And, and the TRO is ruled on the briefs, so the judge will get the briefs and with affidavits and whatever else and make a decision. And, but um, that's why the law requires a preliminary injunction hearing with live witnesses to occur pretty soon thereafter, it is, it is a front-loaded type of lawsuit because you have a lot of work on the front end. It's not like a slow-moving lawsuit. You're trying to get into court right away. So it can be expensive, and as you can tell, and as I said before, there, that's why a lot of restaurants are banding together to try and share that legal cost. Um, it's not a class action in, in the classic sense of that term, um, but it is a kind of a joint action by similarly situated restaurants looking for the same type of relief. Um, so there's a, a lot happening in this, you know, we, we've been through this a couple of times now and, and changes continue to occur. So, um, man, before I let you go, if, if there are restaurant bar owners out there, uh, who, who want to talk to you, want to find out more, uh, what's, what's a great way to get in touch with you so they can have a conversation. Sure. You can call me at my direct dial at Lavelle Law, 312-332-2855, or you can call our general number, 847-705-7555. Uh, we're keeping up to date on what's going on in all the different counties uh, and certainly have been advising restaurant owners for years about various issues and, and this being the, kind of the most uh, hot topic of the day, so to say, and we'll be happy to talk to them. For, uh, and that is well, all a free uh, consultation. Uh, thanks, to, thanks to Matt Sheehan there. And, again, uh, as he was mentioning, uh, call anytime, 847-705-7555 for a consultation and get some information from Matt Sheehan or the other attorneys at Lavelle Law. And you can also catch up with them at lavellelaw.com. Uh, a lot of information available at that website. So thanks, Matt, for being here. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, we will certainly keep you updated on this and other events on Chicago's Legal Latte.